0: Apostle Michelle in here like swimwear, going to ask that you come on in, invite someone, share this amazing broadcast. And listen, if you have not yet followed us on Instagram or on our uh, Facebook, not Facebook, YouTube page, follow us there. I promise you, you're going to enjoy the things that we deal with and we talk about over here in the atmosphere. So again, I'm Apostle Michelle. And every Tuesday through Thursday between 9, 9.30-ish. Well, it's a little bit past 9.30, but it's still-ish. We're still in the-ish place. So um, I think we're good. Uh, 9.30-ish, my sweet husband. Now, now, normally he's right here. See this chair? This chair belongs to him. However, because of the fact that we are still doing a lot of things over at the ministry, because y'all, we are not only were we parry pastors in the past but we are um local pastors yes and as local pastors of what they call a brick and mortar right uh, listen There's more to it than, you know, we have our digital Bibles, but we are paper Bible saved, right? And we are doing all that we can in order to ensure that the things that God has spoken, the things that he has said, that we are putting those out for the people, the people, because it's all about the people, right? Our God intended for families to be at the helm of what he is doing in the kingdom and in society. And when our families aren't doing what needs to be done, when our families are out of whack, out of sync, when our families are not who and where they need to be, that is when we end up having some issues. And so we are here to, I don't know, I I would like to say right some wrongs. Can I say that? Can I say I want to right some wrongs to my dear husband and I with this passion that we have for relationships. We want to write some wrongs because we, we understand. We've gone through some things. We've seen some stuff, honey. And when I tell you we've seen some stuff. Hey, Danielle, thank you for joining. We have seen some stuff. Some stuff that would make your hair stand up on the back of your neck. But... Um, <clears throat> we still go forward. We still do what we need to do. And we are here because God has especially anointed it. I, I'm not trying to be arrogant. That's not it at all. We're just trying to give you the truth of the matter that God has specifically anointed us for marriage. He specifically anointed us for family. Now, everybody might not think that. Everybody might not agree with that statement. However, we're the ones that has to know what God said so that we can do all that he called us to do and be all that he expects us to be, okay? Hey, Miss Donna, Sister Donna's with us tonight. Thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with us. Now, we are talking tonight about five big relationship mistakes, All right. Um, It's not fun. Now we talked last night about breaking up is hard to do. There was five things that you need to know if you have to break up with someone that you are in relationship with. It's not easy, but it is possible. It is doable and we can do it with integrity and with character and we can do it in a very loving, uh, nurturing type of way, but yet get our points across still, right? So uh, tonight we want to talk about the five big relationship mistakes. So if you're in here tonight and you have not shared. If you've not followed and turned on your notifications so that you'll know when we come on, please do so because you all are a part of our family and we love you guys. And we want to see your relationships work. Okay. So um as you all are going ahead and sharing, I want to remind you all if you have not already, you may be one of those individuals that need an encounter session. And some people are like, I don't know if I want to do it and you putting it off and and your relationships is jacking up even more than it was. Sometimes you need someone else, some other eyes right? Looking in and making some triage. So I want you to remember at relation our relationship counter session over at bit.ly forward slash mm, the number three links is where you're going to be able to get started. Now, I want to show you this because some folks think it's hard. When we say to schedule yourself, we mean that. Um, We want you to go in and get the time that's best for you. But I think some of you guys like, well, I don't know. Listen, here, let me show you what it looks like just quickly as you guys put a number one in the chat as we move into five big relationship mistakes. Um, Five things, put a number one so that we can get started, okay? But let me show you this. This, boom, bang, pow, that is what it looks like when you go to Bitly uh bit.ly forward slash mm3 links you will see this and there what you will do is simply look at the calendar those heavy marked numbers those are days that are available mm-hmm. and all you do is you click on the day in your time zone that you're in and you put yourself on the schedule that's it you'll get an email letting you know when we're going to meet What time? Because you're going to choose the time, but you're going to get a reminder email, and then we're going to meet just like we are right here tonight. And we're able to look at each other in the eyes. Because I know my my eyes ain't beady. Blink, blink. My eyes aren't beady, but you know. It is what it is. But I want you to see that. I want you to see how simple really that is, okay? So uh, if you have not yet again, it's about that time. We're going to get started. Number one in the chat, we're talking about the five big relationship mistakes. There's five of them. There's more than five, but we just want to give you five tonight because we know that you have a, a myriad of things, a plethora of things for you to get done tonight and i want you all to be able to get into bed at a decent hour so that you can be ready for tomorrow all right so number one um well before i get to number one and i haven't seen a a one in the chat yet so i don't know what's going on where y'all at give me the ones in the chat i need i need the one in the chat so that we can get started okay um so here we are um I want you all to understand something, that in relationship, you cannot be out here messing around, dealing with people that are going to cause you hurt, harm, and destruction, right? You you If you're in a relationship, now we talked about how to break up last night because it's hard to do it, but sometimes we need to do what we need to do. You want to make sure that your relationship is all that you want it to be, or you have a potential for it to go there before you say, I do. Okay, period. Before you say I do. Hey, Kim, thank you for joining. Hey, Miss Lucinda, God bless you all tonight. And thank you all for sharing the broadcast. So, I want you all to think about this. I don't know if you all ever seen this commercial. Um, it's this little candy that I, I love them. I don't know why. I think my kids got me addicted to them at some point. I try not to eat them very often. But they're these little candies and they jump out of the bag. And while they're out the bag, the person, pops one in their mouth and it's like, oh, look how cute. They're so sweet. Oh my God. They're beautiful. I love these. Ooh, and they taste so sweet. And then the next thing you know, you see the person's lips pucker, right? And we're all puckered up and you're trying to figure out like what is happening. And they say in the commercial, they start out sweet, but then they turn sour right? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Tell me if you know what I'm talking about. Hey, Kimmy, thank you for joining. I'm doing great, lady. I'm doing great. It's been a day and a half, but I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Do you all know what candy this is that I'm talking about? Has anybody experienced the bitter beer face from this particular candy that they have put out in here uh, so that we can mess up our teeth and have cavities and all of that, but they start out sweet and they end up sour. Sometimes what happens is that's what happens in our relationships. They start out sweet. We have the best partner. Oh my God, this is the love of my life. This is the person that I am going to be with forever and ever and ever. We're going to live happily ever after. Yes, we are. There's going to be a white picket fence. We're going to have 2.5 children. They're going to run around and we're going to hear the pitter patter of little feet. And it's just going to be absolutely wonderful until the bills start rolling in. And you realize that you've got life to deal with. Real life, real issues that people are having to go through, real situations, real circumstances, and if we're not careful, we'll do like the candy. Kimmy Doll says, "Gobble, gobble, <laughs> gobble stoppers." I thought they were gob stoppers, but no, I'm not talking about gob gob gobble stoppers. That is so funny to me right now. Gob stoppers, they start out, they got the color and you go all the way down. But what I'm talking about are sour patch kids. Have you all tasted them? Have you all tried? Have you guys tried them? She said two and a half. That's three. That's two, two, two children and, and like four and a half months of pregnancy. I guess. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So what happens with us is we end up starting out with this thing, with all the dopamine, we start out with all the oxytocin. We're feeling good, like I should. And we just think this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. This is the love of my life. We're going to be together forever. And then we find out that this person snores. We find out that they have issues um, of emotionality. We find out that there may be some mental deficiencies. We may find there's some character flaws. We become miserably married. Yes, we do. And when you're miserably married, y'all, let me tell you something. I don't care what nobody say. It's better to be by yourself than to be with someone and to be miserably married to them. I don't care what nobody say. Stay sensationally single until you find someone that you're willing to do the work with so that you all can get past those first five years. Did you realize those first five years is like a benchmark? That if you can get past those first five years then you are well on your way, about 30% more likely, especially if you've had premarital counseling, you're about 30% more likely to last past them five years and to go further on still. Okay. So some of us are married miserably. We're disconnected. What are we dealing with? We're lonely. We feel misunderstood. And then silence kicks in. When we don't ask for what we want, then that silence can become deadly. Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a friend that says that someone farts and they fart they silent but they deadly. Okay? And I'm like, "What?" Yes, the fart is silent. You don't hear nothing but they're super deadly. Because once the smell starts emanating, you feel like you're about to vomit. You feel like you've got to get out of wherever you are. I promise you it is the funniest thing when I heard it, but it is the truth. Sometimes our silence can become so deafening. Our silence can become so loud that it causes us to be in a situation that we never intended or never thought that we would be in, okay? So these are some of the things that I want you guys guys to realize that you have to avoid five big relationship mistakes. Okay. Five big relationship mistakes. I got them down. I got them. I wrote them down tonight. I wrote them down tonight because I said, we got to deal with this, y'all. She's got the mad faces. Number one thing, and thank you for whoever it was that put that number one there in the chat. The one thing that you have to avoid if you are going to have a good relationship is you're going to have to avoid this thing called lack of investment when it comes to time. A lack of time investment is one of those big relationship mistakes that we make. We believe when we say, we hear people say it all the time, I don't care so much about quantity. I want quality time. And yes, we we definitely want that. I don't want us to just be together doing nothing all the time, but some marriages, when we get together, we could be in the same room doing something totally different and our presence for each other just makes the difference, right? But here's the thing. If you spend no time quantity with the quality, do you really know the person? are you really going to know the inner workings of that person? Are you going to understand their ebbs and their flows? Are you going to understand the things that they like and dislike? Are you really going to get that if you're only putting in quality time and not quantity time? I believe there should be a balance between both. Is anybody with me? Come on. Come on, y'all talk now. Is anybody with me? Can we have a, 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 a microcosm? Can we have a balance of both quality and quantity at the same time? Can we do that? Thank you. I see an amen and a yes. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Because we imagine if you said to your child, I want to have quality time with you, but otherwise I don't want you around me. That's a problem because they're going to feel as the, I don't want to talk about that too much. I don't want to get too deep into that. But do you know that in the NICU unit, the NICU, the neonatal intensive care unit, they have people called cuddlers right? What do they do? They are volunteers. They come in. And when your baby is underweight, underdeveloped, whatever might be the issue, these people come in and all they do is hold and cuddle the baby. Hey, Tamara, I love you. All they do is hold and cuddle the baby. Now you could say, well, when the mom comes in or the dad, that they're getting quality time. And yes, they are. But mom and dad now has to go back to where they live and work in order to take care of the bill that this child is giving them at the hospital. And so they still need that contact. And what happens is, is we in our relationships we forget that we don't need only quality, but we need quantity time. Kim says, if you want a ROI, which is a return on investment, you have to invest. Put in a deposit is the only way to make withdrawals. And amen. And let let the church say amen. And let the church say amen again. after these messages. We'll be right back. Let me see the number twos, y'all. Number two, number two, number two. Number two, we're talking about the five big relationship mistakes. Some of the things that we have found that our couples have gone through, that they have decided, figured out. We've figured out from watching some of our couples and talking with them that these are some of the mistakes that they have definitely made. Not just today, but have been making them in several different relationships. Because this doesn't just for a romantic relationship. It's specific to this because this is what we talk to, but we also see these things in familial relationships and friendship relationships. All right. So here's number two. First of all is lack of time investment. And number two, domestic partnership inequities. Domestic partnership inequities. Somebody's like, what is a domestic partnership? First of all, a partnership is two people. Okay. Two, at least two people need to be in the partnership. And here's the issue. A lot of our couples, especially women, and you remember now that women make up the majority of the individuals that file first for divorce. Is somewhere in the 80, 75 to 85% women are the ones that's going in. They are dissatisfied. They have said something over and over. Nothing is changing. And now they're saying, you know what? I am done with this. I can do better by myself. Most of them say I can do bad by myself, but I don't do bad. So I can do better by myself. Hey, Kevin, thank you for joining us again. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, sir. All right. The lady, Maya Owa. thank you for joining us tonight, right? So when we're talking about domestic partnership and we talk about inequities, domestic is always talking about the home. Whenever there is a case where someone is being called the police on, they say that there's a domestic over at uh, whatever the address is. What does that mean? That means that that husband and that wife or some family member inside of that home, they're dealing with an issue. And what happens is now I need a mediator to come in. God bless you from Dubai. Thank you. I need a mediator to come in and help us because we don't know what in the hell we're doing, okay? They said you a big head, and you' late. not talking to you. They over here talking as well. all right, so a domestic partnership, the home when it comes down to who's washing the dishes, who's cooking every night, who's making up the beds, who's washing the clothes. Who is making sure that the dry cleaners get back and forth from where they need to go? Who's making sure that the children are getting to their sports, their volleyball, their basketball, their baseball, their ballet, their art classes, and all of those things? Usually, the majority of that falls on the woman's side. Okay? Now, why is that? I don't know, because they just figured that we just do it. And so we are, because we are multitaskers usually. Whenever you have one child, you got to learn how to do things differently, okay? You're going to have to change the way that you do your whole life when you have a child. You have to begin at night, be ready for the next day. Matter of fact, you need to be ready for the next week, okay? So domestic partnership inequities is one of those mistakes that I found that these couples have made over and over and over. When both of you, okay, let's keep it funky. I left this morning at 5.30. You left this morning at 5.30. You went to your job. I went to mine because most families now are two family incomes. Most y'all don't play with me now. Y'all know what I'm talking about is real. We both out here running after the bacon. We both out here trying to chase the bag. We both out here trying to buy stocks and bonds and, and crypto and Bitcoin. We both out here doing it. But when it comes down to the home, for some reason, it's it, it, inequity happens where that woman, when she gets home, now she's on her second job. And that man, he's on vacation. Okay. And if you don't know it by now, and ladies, I need you to come to an understanding. I, I know I'm taking too long with this one, but I this has been, oh my goodness, this is going, this spans this spans the gamut doesn't matter what social group what economic group you've come from it is always something to do with inequities when it comes to domestic partnerships we both need to do some stuff at the house we both need to wash some clothes or at least you wash them and i dry um maybe you wash and dry them and i fold maybe you cook dinner and i wash the dishes maybe you um take the children and give them baths while I'm doing something in the kitchen. We've got to help one another. We're in this thing together. We are what? Hashtag a team. Am I right? Somebody, come on now. Y'all tell me. Y'all tell me now. if This is what we've been dealing with. And when you're tired and you're sick and you're tired and you're still sick and then your kid gets sick and then that man gets it. I saw something the other day. It was the funniest thing. It said that both of us have colds. My husband and I—we both have colds. He is in the bed. I, I am—I'm washing dishes and getting the kids ready while he's in the bed and he's dying. Okay, and that's what it usually is. I don't know why that is, but. We need to push and we need to do something different because our relationships are suffering because of it. You good. Stay the course. We listening. Amen. Amen. Come on now, ma'am. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. That's what we're in here for tonight because we want us to know the truth because the Bible lets us know that the truth will make us free. Amen. So number three, number three, come on, let me see those threes. I'm going to go ahead and say it while y'all put the threes in the chat. But the number three thing, that's a, a big relationship mistake. Number three is treating, we are on the same dang team. Come on, hashtag it. Treating our spouses like a parent. Oh, Lord. I don't know where it is. Could you find it for me? Could you do this for me? Could you do that for me? Mommy, ma- I mean, uh, honey, honey. Okay, let me tell you something. There are many dynamics when it comes to relationships, but when you are in a relationship dynamic where there is an adult slash child dynamic, that's going to become a problem every single time. Your mama and your daddy, they should have raised you. We are now adults. If we are in a relationship, I ain't your mama. Okay. You don't supposed to be asking nobody permission to do anything. You're supposed to do what's needed. Both people are supposed to know that I've been raised. I've been my look, don't talk to me. Yeah, and, and ladies have this one. Don't talk to me like I'm five. Don't talk to me like you, my daddy. I've had to say it before. Amen. Not here in this situation. Gregory Dale is amazing. That's not who he is. But I've had to say before, not only to a spouse, but to some other folk, my mama and my daddy, they live at 2145 Traceway Street in Alexandria, Virginia. That ain't where we at. And I'm gonna need you to stop talking to me like I'm your child because that ain't hot. Because if I feel like I'm your child, if I feel that that's the way that you're looking at me, then you cease to be sexy. Somebody put that in the chat. You cease to be sexy when I'm being treated like a child or when you're treating me like I'm your child. She said, usually the men, Lucinda said, 100. Let's see. Danielle said, take the kids to ballet class or karate class, and I got everything else in control. Please and thank you. Amen. Kim says, women are raised to be mamas. Men are raised to be mommy's boys. So what do we need to do? Again, it comes right back to the parents. It comes right back to the marriage, and it comes right back to the family. We cannot handicap our families. We cannot handicap our boys. Let me tell you, oh, Lord have mercy. I know we're going back to number two. Seems like number two is popular tonight. Number two is domestic partnership inequities. Do you realize that one of the things that we do as parents is we handicap our kids? How do we handicap them, Apostle? We handicap them by making things roles. We say, well, the boys take out the trash and the girls do the dishes. We say the girls are gonna spend some time at the house. They're going to watch the babies and the boys, they could go out and cut the grass. We are doing things, um, let's see. We say, if a little boy picks up a baby doll and wants to nurture the baby doll, what do we say? Put that doll down. You ain't no little, okay, something derogatory, right? How are we supposed to know how to teach? How are we supposed to know how to deal with, how to treat our babies when we've never given the opportunity to nurture one? You don't have to cook and clean because you can cook or clean. So I got that in control, sir, but help with the kids. Okay. Oh, I think I said that women are raised to be mama's men are raised to be mommy's boys. Okay, I see a period. All right, I've seen those already. All right. So listen, one thing we've got to stop doing. And if a girl is out here and she is playing with a dump truck, y'all remember them Tonka toys. If that girl is playing with a dump truck, we're looking at her like, oh, I guess she can do that. But you know, here's a baby doll, here's here, here's a Barbie, right? We can't, we got to stop this, y'all. How do you expect a man to know how to change that dial's diaper if when they are little, you never allow them to play with the dolls? Because somehow you think that's going to make them uh, something that they, God never intended for them to be. Okay. We've got to do better. Uh, let's see. Kim says that a lot of the moms turn their sons into their husband. Ooh girl what you say and they interfere with their relationship and life you ain't never lied and that is so true if you are turning your oh father help us we ain't gonna finish these five tonight but it's all good i need you to understand just what kimmy says that if you are treating your child, your uh, your boy child, if you're a woman, your girl child, if you're a man, if you're treating them, we say, oh, look at my little Timmy. He's the man of the house. That's my little man. And he's the one that's in charge and all of that. What we're doing is we're creating a dynamic that as they leave home and they get together with their spouses, that is going to be a hard thing to break. We are going to find them having some issues. All right. Tamara says, see you trying to be a superwoman again. Let that man help. Yes. Yeah. Let him help. I agree with you, Apostle. Come on here. All right. So let's see. Uh, I guess we can go on. I guess we can go on. I guess we can go on. Let me see the number threes in the chat. We were talking about treating a spouse like a parent. That is not the way to have a good relationship. That's a relationship mistake that is going to come back and it's going to bite you in the butt. Listen, if you're in here and you have not shared this, I need you to go ahead and share. Is someone out here that needs this information that is going to help them in the relationship that they are presently in, or is going to give them some insight into a relationship that they might get themselves into. I need you to know that we're here for you every Tuesday through Thursday between 9, 9.30 is Central Standard Time. Now my husband is normally with me. However, he's over at the church. He's over at the tribe working, okay? Let's see. Uh Lucinda says, men who are mama boys in a relationship or married always runs to their mama when trouble comes. Girl, what you say? You ain't never lied. And it's the truth. And this is where we get into issues on our Instagram page. I don't know if she's put it up yet, but we saw a little video and the little video was of a man and his wife sitting in the back seat of the car and the mom is sitting in the passenger seat okay and the mom is fussing with the with the daughter-in-law and the daughter-in-law is fussing with the husband and there's this big argument going on inside of the vehicle I'm supposed to be in the front seat. I'm the one that's married to him and all of this. And mom is talking about, well, he's my son and I don't see what the problem is. And listen, when you break off from from, um, the parent, you become an adult. And if you marry somebody, then what you need to realize that this person now becomes preeminent in your life. If you're not ready to do that, leave that man, leave that woman alone. Please say that again so the deep and delicious saints of God can hear you in the back. <laughs> you saw that video last year. Let me tell y'all something. This is something that people deal with all the time in laws and outlaws. And I promise you, in laws are great. In-laws can be helpful. They can be kind. They can be the sweetest um, people. They can become your surrogate parents if if you didn't have any or, or whatever the case might be. But when you get some outlaws in your marriage, it will tear the house down. And you have to be a wise master builder. If you're going to have a marriage, you're going to have to take care of your house first. All right. We love you, mom. Ain't nothing wrong with mom. Mom is good, but son or dog, whoever's, whoever's um, what's the word? Who, whoever is related to that parent, they need to be able to see and to talk to them and show them the perspective and let them know what the boundaries are. Boundaries are a blessing. Somebody put that in the chat. Boundaries are a blessing, period. And it doesn't matter when you come together, the Bible says the two shall become one. That's how God set this thing up. When you come away from that family unit, the mom and the dad and the kids, you now break off and you are making a whole nother unit. Yes. With its own intricacies, with its own um, proclivities, you are making something different and something new. Boundaries are a blessing. Thank you all for putting that in the chat. Now let's see. Let's move on to number four. I, I'm I'm sorry, but th- those two, those two, we needed to deal with them too. Them two has been messing us up big time in our relationships. All right. Number four is selfishness. Oh Lord. I don't know. I might have should have just stopped at number three. Number four is selfishness. What is selfishness? I went in and I got the definition because, you know, sometimes you know what something means, but you need it to be broken down to to the least common denominator so everybody will know what we're talking about. When I say selfishness, the only concern is for yourself, your own advantage, your own welfare, your own pleasure. This means that you have a complete disregard for the other person. Lord, have mercy. She said, me, 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 you, and me, 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 me. Yes. And that is a problem that we have not only with marriages, but churches. We have this problem with relationships. People have become so self-centered. We have become a people that we could care less about the other people. Um, but here's what the Lord said. <clears throat> y'all know i'm still a christian pastor i'm still a believer he said to love the lord your god with all your heart all your soul all your mind all your strength and then he said the second part is to love your neighbor like you love yourself and so if you love your neighbor right? And if you're a selfish person, that means that that selfish person on the inside should be the most giving, the most charitable, the most loving, the most hands-on person ever. Why? Because I've got to go against my own nature. I've got to realize that I, Bible says, prefer your brother. I I think it's somewhere in the Philippians. I think so. Preferring the It. Listen, y'all seen that commercial with the little boy, there's two of them and there's a pancake and they they're cutting the pancake and they're trying to see, well, who's going to get the biggest, the biggest piece, right? That's how we are. That's what we do. I'm, I'm concerned about me, my finances, my emotions, my self-worth, my respect, my this, my that, my the other, my house, my car, my money, my bank account, my, 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 my. But guess what? When it comes down to the relationship, is no longer mine, me, my, my, me, myself, and I, we become an us. When you say I do, you are giving up, right? You are saying that I am going to make sure that you are good. I'm going to make sure that you are okay. I'm going to check on you. One thing that my husband does, and I told you guys last night to go over and get those 10 things that happy couples do every day. One of the things... My husband does on a regular basis. He will come to me. First of all, he brings me coffee most mornings, okay? Um, And I bring him some too. It just depends. He's usually up before me. But here's the thing. My husband will come to me and he will say, honey, how may I serve you today? Let that sink in. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory to your holy name. Lord just knew what I needed and he just supplied every one of my needs according to his riches and glory. Yes, he did. Y'all, sometimes I'm jealous of my dang self. Honey, how may I serve you today? Okay. Do you know why he can ask me for ice cream at one o'clock in the morning when I was going to the kitchen just to get a glass of water, but then he asked him, do you need anything? And he says, could you get me some ice cream? And I will take my tail in that kitchen and I will get that scoop out and I will put his favorite ice cream in a cup, take it back to the room with him, with my bottle of water. Y'all know how easy it is to run in the kitchen and grab a bottle of water? Do you know how hard it is? To grab a bottle of water, and have to then take out a bowl or a cup, a spoon from the drawer. Um, You've got to get the scoop. She's laughing at me. Okay, you gotta get the scoop. You gotta wait for the ice cream to just you know soften up just a little bit. All right. And knowing me, I'm not that I'm
1: not that chick that wants to wait for it to soften up. I'm sitting up in here like a chisel. I want to go back to the bed. I'm ready to lay down. I'm tired, right? And so I'm putting the ice cream, and you got ice cream on all your hands. Now you the drip, you know, the top of the ice cream thing, right? You know how it do, the little round part. Once it's been off and it's out of the freezer, now it's got all the liquid in there from the ice cream that melted. And so now you got to drop that off in the sink, wipe off the counter, put it back on the top, put it back in the freezer. And then you got to get a napkin because you can't get nobody ice cream in a bowl or cup it out of napkin because. They just need an answer, right? Lucinda said it's a heart problem, I believe. What in the heart will come out in the action and the words. You are absolutely correct. Uh, Kim says deposit and ROI is the truth. Break water. Drink water and mind my business. Mind my business. Drink water and mind my business. Yes, but I
0: couldn't mind my business. You know why? Because he said I need some ice cream. And because of who he is, now I'm able to say, you know what? I can sacrifice those five extra minutes in the kitchen, not just get a glass of a bottle of water, but also get that man what he wants. But these are the things that happen when you are in the relationship with each other and you're not miserable and you're not lonely and you're not fussing at each other all the time. It makes a difference. Amen. All right. Um, Mm. girl what they talking about now shoot i don't know hold on let me check just wait a minute on to number five. Put the fives in the chat. Oh, we got to get out of here, y'all. We got to get out of here. It's already ten fifteen. Let me see the number fives there in the chat. So we're talking tonight about the five big relationship mistakes. Number one, these are the things that we've got to avoid. Lack of time investment. We've got to remember um, the domestic partnership that we should become more equitable when it comes to that. Number three, we have to remember not to treat our spouses like our parents. Uh, The adult-child dynamic should not be the go-to for every single conversation in whatever it is that is going on. And now we are, uh, number four, we're dealing with selfishness, that we have to be concerned with our spouse. If we're not concerned about them, then what is you married for, right? Um, The lady I was talking to about the lady that owned this house before we purchased it, that for 13 years before we moved into this house, she was here taking care of her husband. He was bed bound for 13 years. And what did she do? She was right in here taking care of him for every single one. Could he put in his 50, quote unquote, percent? No, y'all, we got to get 100 to 100. He couldn't do it. But she loved him enough because of the things that he was doing before he went down, right? Right. Now, if anything happened to my husband, God forbid, is not going to because I know the word of the Lord, and I'm a warfare woman, and I will make sure that I go before the Lord in fastings and prayers day and night until he is healed, and so he can get up and do what we need to do for the kingdom. All right. However, if push ever came and tried to shove me, you know what I'm going to be doing? Uh huh. I will be right here with my husband. Hmm. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir period. Okay? Don't ever get it twisted. Don't ever think that I am going to do something for others before I do for mine. Period. I'm just I'm just I'm just keeping it funky with y'all. This is what we're supposed to be like in our relationships, okay? Now, number 5 is emotional unavailability. Oh lord, have mercy y'all. When a person is emotionally unavailable when they're uncomfortable with sharing their feelings their thoughts their desires with you you know what you begin to feel empty because you'll feel as though your emotions don't matter your feelings don't matter and when a person is emotionally unavailable that means to you that they're absent and what happens with us let me tell you something about most women uh, I don't want to put us in a whole category, but for the most part, not only women, but for the most part, whenever we are not receiving what we need from the spouse, from the husband, from the person that we are we are hooked up married to, what happens is we have allowed we 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 are more susceptible for allowing outside influences to affect us. Amen. Your marriage is your first ministry. Thank you, Kimmy. Yes. You allow outside influences to affect your covenant. And listen, it happens. It's am I, is it right? Am I saying that if a person cheats, that they right? No, I'm not saying none of that. We we ain't talking about what's right or what's wrong right now. We're just talking facts. We're just talking what actually happens out here in the real streets. Okay. When you are not receiving what you need at home, it becomes easier. You become more susceptible to outside influences. When that man says, "Mm, girl, you sure look good in that little outfit, okay? And and my husband ain't said a word about how I look for the last five years, Mm mm-hmm. When 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 Secretary Susie, I hate, poor Susie, she be getting the bad rap all the time, don't she? Secretary Susie is at the at the work site and hubby is out there and he gets up in the morning. He makes sure that he looks good, his things is all in place, and he gets that cologne. And he goes out. You hardly even looked at him before he left he gets to work and secretary susie's like what's wrong mr mr mis- mr mr man mr husband and he says oh i'm, I'm fine why are you why why it, you just look so tense and then let me let me let me help you and then uh oh you smell so good mm-hmm see you ain't put no deposits. You ain't said that the man smelled good. You ain't bought him no cologne. You ain't gave him none in a decade. And so now that he's out there vulnerable and he comes home and he got lipstick on his thing. Now you're mad. I'm gonna need you not to be mad and let's do the work. All right. Let me see the number sixes in the chat. Uh Kim says, What you put in is what you get out. If you put nothing, you don't get nothing out. And you're right, it's the truth. NSF, y'all know what that means. Non. Sufficient funds ain't nothing in here to draw off of. Period. Okay, so, um, number six, and this is the last one. I know I said five, didn't I? I said five. Oh, we could be done. I'll go ahead and give it to you since I said six. So they don't put the six in the chat. Thank you guys. Y'all are amazing. All right, number six bashing or speaking negatively regularly. regularly about the family of origin. Bashing or speaking negatively regularly about the spouse's family of origin. What does she mean by that? If you ain't giving me, you ain't getting nothing at all. (laughs) You are a mess. Let's see. Kimmy Doll says everything that glitter ain't gold and everything that shine is not a diamond. So the grass is not always greener on the other side. You have to cult, cut water trim and tend to your own grass to enjoy its beauty. Come on, girl. You said that. Uh, Tamara says, oh Lord, my in-laws need to hear this. Amen. We all do. Amen. Hit number six again, bashing or speaking negatively regularly about the family of, or about the spouse's family of origin, you are going to put a rift in the mind and the heart of the person that you say you love. When you disparage my mom, my, I know, and they might deserve it. Okay. They might deserve it. They might be They, they might double Mm -hmm. they might be low down dirty dogs they may try to get in between you all they might put little things in his ear or her ear little ticks y'all know how we how they how some uh parent-in-laws do they come with some mess and they want to borrow stuff and they don't want you to tell the spouse It's a secret it's between me and my son that's between me and my daughter listen we messing up. And if you allow this to happen, okay? I know they might have done wrong, but you sit down and you speak about it like a mature adult, or you may have to go and get someone from the outside. That's where marriage makes the number three.com comes in. That's where your uh, relationship encounters come from. It is because you need someone outside that is objective, right? Because Some people, your in-laws need prayer and hands laid on them. (laughs) I love it, right? Some people, they will hold it against you. They will um, resent the spouse. Mm -hmm. Because when you talk about my family of origin, what you're doing is you're ultimately talking about me. Because I grew up there. Uh, my family of origin is the place where I learned my role. I learned my values. I, My parents, I don't care who it is. Y'all know how we are. Y'all know how we are about parents. Okay. Talk about my mama again. I will knock your block off. Okay. Y'all know how we are about parents. They might've been the most horrible people in the whole entire world. They might've beat you every day, gave you wind pies and nut and chops for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They may have not been there, gave you a key and said, get in the house and stay there until midnight when I get there. But those are still your spouse's parents. It's still your spouse's family. And the one thing that you don't want to do is be out here in these relationship streets speaking disparagingly about your spouse's family of origin. Don't do it. Don't do it. Get somebody else on your team. Sit down with a counselor. Let someone else in. Because let me tell you something. When you, she said wind pies and hey amen. Wind pie. that's my grandmother used to call it. Wind pies. And nothing chops. That was what's for dinner. What does that mean? We ain't nothing. I ain't cooking, and we ain't eating. Amen. I believe respect. I believe it's a respect issue. Absolutely, Miss Lucinda, it is. And sometimes it's a frustration issue, when, um, especially if you are a daughter-in-law or son-in-law, and you've got that uh, dynamic where the husband and the parent are super close or the son and the mom is super close, the father and the daughter, whatever that relationship is, sometimes out of sheer frustration, you feel as though you're being put to the side. You feel as though you are not being heard. Remember what we said, that silence is a killer. <laughs> Y'all got to go back to the beginning to hear the, the part this. I don't want to say that again, right? Silence can become a killer and it can frustrate the fire out of you. And when you are in a relationship, in a marriage, and these are the things that are happening, then you better know, recognize, understand, and know that it's going to come to the place where either somebody is going to say, that's it, I'm out of here. Or someone's going to say, you know, this ain't for me. Breaking up is hard to do, but sometimes it is what it is and we do what we need to do. She said, Danielle said, I ride high." I ride hard for my family. So in-laws have to HSS. I don't know what that means, but okay. She rides hard for her family. All right. And we as individuals with crazy, y'all come on now, let's just keep it funky. Y'all know that every one of us, we got some crazy folks in our family. (laughs) There's a folk in our own family that we don't like them. we don't want them to be around us. They crazy just a little bit. You tolerate them simply because you are related by blood. Right. And so if that's the case with you, just imagine with your spouse and put yourself in their shoes and that is going to help you to have a good godly relationship with the man, with the woman, the husband, with the wife of your youth, I I tell you, is going to help you. These are the five things, these five big relationship mistakes that people are doing, they're making, actually it was six, that people are out here experiencing and their hearts are broken. And I just need you all to know that no matter what it is that you are dealing with, that the Lord God, he knows and he sees and he is concerned with your concerns. And I also want you to know that he loves you more than anything. And even though you are walking through what seems to be the valley of the shadow of death, I want you to realize that God's got your back. He is our front and our rear guard. He is right there and we can always go to him. One of the things that we teach in marriage um, Mar- marriage mastery, is about the triangle. When you when we're talking about communication, the triangle, God is at the top, the, hu- the husband on the left and the wife on the right, or however y'all want to do it, but God is always going to be at the top. And sometimes you are not going to be able to get your spouse to hear you because this relationship, right, is askew. That part of the relationship, this one down here, it's kind of disconnected, it's kind of broken. But if both of you are equally yoked, if both of you know the Lord, if both of you are willing to hear God's voice, then even when this is off, when it just might be just a little bit, amen, when the the left, the right, the husband, or the wife will go to God, God has a way of breaking this barrier and he will go to the spouse. He will get to the other spouse. He does whatever he needs to do so that we can be on one accord and that we can live and we can love and we can be in unity. All right. Okay. Family, I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. I'm going to have to go check on my husband because normally he would have been back here by now. Um, Let me see. Tamara says, I don't, I didn't know what is hss either Apostle Michelle? she had to tell me what it means this week so please don't feel left out because i know what i didn't know what it means either okay thank you uh god will go to the trunk over me amen but try jesus but because i fight and i lay hands <laughs> Yes. Yes. Amen. God loves you. He's concerned about what you are dealing with, what you're going through. I want you all to know that if you are in here, uh, you know, someone that is, this is going to help them tonight. I want you to share it with them, invite them, tag them in it, whatever you need to do, just let them know that we are here. And the reason that we do what we do is because we understand relationships. We've been doing this for over 50 years between the two of us. Pastor G is going to be 66. Can you believe this? I didn't believe it myself. He's gonna be 66 on Sunday, right? And so we didn't just fall off anybody's turnip truck. Most of you that are rocking with us, you know that we haven't always been married to each other. We we're fit, we're we're moving into year 16. And there's some things that we have learned along the journey that has shown us and helped us with other people. And we do this because we want you all to experience heaven on earth. If you're going to be in a relationship, if you're going to be, you might as well not be miserable and married. Don't do it. It's not worth it. All right. Um Let's see. Thank you so much, Kimmy. She's telling you all that there's a free 15 minutes with us. Um, One issue, if you need us, there's the link there, bit.ly forward slash mm 3 links And listen, we're here before I do and after. Um, And what that means is it might be you're single and you want to get married or you're married or you're separated and looking to become divorced. Or you're already divorced and there's some things that you've got going on and you're trying to navigate your way through because I really believe that I'm a wife. I really believe that I'm a husband. That person may have been a good person, but not a good partner. And I want to get myself ready so that when it's time that I can say I do without reservation. I can say I do with no ghost of relationships past holding me back. We help you to move forward with everything. So again, I'm going to show you this. Go on over to bit.ly forward slash MM3 L-I-N-K-S. And over there is where you will see free relationship encounter session. And there you get on the calendar. You make the decision of when we sit down. Those dark those bold numbers, those bold numbers are there to let you know that that day and certain several times are open and available. And so please, ma'am, please, sir, go on over. Don't let it scare you, right? You can click on it, boom, and then it'll give you the time. See that? Click on it, boom. The times that's available. So we want you guys to be a part of what we're doing. Uh, we here at Marriage and Family, we're here for you before I do, after I do, and everywhere in between. And we want you to know that God loves you. All right. He does. And we love you. Amen. And ain't nothing you can do about that. It is what it is. You just gonna have to accept it. All right. So getting on out of here. Thank you so much for being a part of us. We'll be back on Tuesday if the Lord says the same. Uh, If you've got a question, you've got something that you want us to cover, this is what we do. We're educating because we want your relationships to work inbox us, email us, text us, get on the page, Marriage and Family on our Facebook page, um, also on our Instagram, our IG page, and follow us there and invite someone, okay? We love you all, we appreciate you guys, and we'll see you all on Sunday if you're a part of our uh, Tribe Judah Ministries broadcast, all right? I'm preaching this Sunday, and I believe it's going to be something that is going to help you to continue on with what God called you to do in the earth. All right. I love you all. We'll see you soon.